Hi, I'm Jeff Grayson. This is the second half of a two-part interview. The guys have left the locker room. The halftime adjustments have been made. I think we can expect nothing less than 110%. It's season four of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Jim Martin and with my co-host as always, Chris Beyer. Hello. Tonight we welcome back our guest from last week. Miranda Clark is here with us from Hollywood. We talked last week about some of her her movie parts that she played. We got some inside scoop into what goes on in those movie sets. Yeah, so go back and listen to that episode yeah. if you get a chance because it's really enlightening. She had a lot of small parts in big movies. Very interesting uh, career. But now she's moved on. Yeah, she's moved on. And, and that's what we're going to talk about in the second half here. We're going to talk about her career as an author. She's got a couple couple books out. One is a little bit older. And she's got a new one coming out. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So welcome, Miranda. Well, thanks, guys, for having me back on the second half of the show. So excited to tell you all about my literary experiences. Big thanks goes out to Michelle Tonkovitz, our mutual friend. She's a sweetheart. We love her here at the show. Oh, yeah. She's been a big supporter of ours. We appreciate that. So, yeah, thanks to her. When you talk to her next time, you know, give her our appreciation. We're like sisters. I feel like I know her so closely, like every single thought that runs through her mind. Yep. Kindred spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Jim mentioned, you've moved on from Hollywood. You're doing kind of lifestyle type books, as they call them in the biz. Your first book was about life hacks. It's called How to Hack When You Can't Hack It. You know, that's something that everybody needs now and then. You know, there's always these little projects you're working on at home and you think there's got to be just an easier way. And here's your, your book telling people the easier way. Can you tell us some of, their, uh, some of your ideas in the book? Oh, my gosh. Of course. I'm so happy to do that. So one of my favorite hacks is what can you do with duct tape? Duct tape is such a versatile thing. Here is one of my favorite hacks that I just put in place. All right. I have a back hallway and I needed a rug and I wanted this rug to be two foot by six foot and I could not find a two foot by six foot rug. So I bought two two by three foot rugs, taped them together. Now I have a totally perfect two foot by six foot rug for my back door. I'm just saying, hack job. Okay, so you use the duct tape to take a, tape a couple of rugs together to make a bigger rug. Okay, well, um, sure. Well, 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 maybe there's another one. Right? So let's do some kitchen hacks. I mean, who? we're all cooking from home right now. We're doing a lot of at-home taco nights. So here's one of my favorite hacks. Mm-hmm. I love tacos. I hope you guys love tacos, too. Oh, oh we're big taco fans. Oh. We have it all. You can eat taco bar in the Bait and Switch podcast studio. When you're in town from uh, Hollywood, Holly Weird, as I call it, uh, you can come on in and have some of our tacos. Oh, oh my God. Good. I'm totally eating a bean burrito. So I'm going to give you my hack on how to make the best tacos ever because I love sour cream on my tacos. I mean, who doesn't? So yeah. good. But the suckiest part about sour cream is like you take that big scoop and you like slap it on top and then you eat your taco and you get it for like maybe one or two bites. Mm, not anymore with my hack job. Take your tortilla Take that dollop of daisy or whatever sour cream you like, 
and spread it all over the bottom of your shell, pile on your toppings, fold it up, bite after bite, you get sour cream, and that's what I call a delicious hack job. I think people do that already. Um, again, it's a big book. I'm assuming yeah. these are just a couple easy ones. You don't want to give away all your secrets. Let's move on. I, I got the book here. It's, a, it's sure, been out sure. for a couple of years. I, I just want to go down the list here. Let's find ones that'll tantalize our guests here into buying this book here because we want to get you some business. Okay, here's one. I don't know yeah. about you, Jim. Don't you hate a stubborn drain clog? Don't you hate those? It's, it's terrible. I just had to deal with one today. It ruins your day. It ruins my day. So if there was I, an easy way to fix a drain clog, that would be worth millions to me. So, uh, yep. Miranda, tell us your hack job, as you hack job, as you say, to fixing a drain clog. Oh my gosh! With everything that you've already got in your kitchen cabinets, you can unplug a stubborn drain in no time. One cup vinegar, baking powder. Take a half a box of that. Baking soda or baking powder? Baking powder, you're saying? Baking powder. So then you mix those two ingredients together. Yep. Pour them in your, in your drain. All right. Here is the secret ingredient. Mm-hmm. Paprika. 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 Not okay. sweet paprika, but okay. that spicy, smoky paprika. I've got all sure. these things in, in my pantry. So, so far, so good. Yeah, this is great. These are cheap items that anybody's got. Pour that in there, and then what next? Wait 20 minutes. Give it a nice zhuzh around. Zhuzh. Then open up your bottle of extra strength Drano. Dump it in. Boom. Hack job. Wait. Um, Drano, okay, did well, you say the Drano is the last part? Extra strength Drano? Yeah. Have you used extra strength Drano just without the paprika and the sour cream? No, sour cream was before. I I got mixed up. Stay with us, all right? Two different hacks, yeah. It's the last hack job, all right? The vinegar and the the, uh, baking powder and the paprika. Baking powder. And then then the Drano. Um, Once again, Miranda, I I think that this book is offering more practical knowledge as opposed to unconventional knowledge. Again, maybe we're just cherry picking some of the ones let's move so, on again I, okay. again we don't want to dwell on some of these these are ones that are probably again just teasers i guess right, uh, right. let's okay. see yeah what else about you got a screw that's coming loose what is this one about how many times are you like going through your house working out on your elliptical or treadmill and you notice like this screw that's coming loose here's my hack job you already have a drawer full of handymen. They're called knives. You take one of those knives, you shove it in those little like creases in your screw and you twist like heck. Boom. Instantly, you have a screwdriver. How many of these books have you sold? Um, Let's go through one more uh, thing here in the book. Let's see. Okay. Uh, again, this is in the bathroom. Something about toilet paper. Of course, earlier this year, during the pandemic, yep. you know, Jim, everybody was hoarding that toilet paper. Yep. Everybody needed that toilet paper. Yep. They, well, they said they did. They all took it. Yeah. I went out and bought two gross. Okay. So, Miranda, tell us your ideas in case there's another run on toilet paper. 
Oh my gosh, that great toilet paper crisis at yeah. the beginning of 2020 when COVID set in. Insane. Yeah. I really outsmarted all those big spenders who are paying $10 for a six pack of rolls. Mm-hmm. You're out of your mind. This is my hack job. I went to the grocery store and I bought those super thin napkins that come in like a 250 pack for $1.99. Just keep that stack next to your toilet. Anytime you go, you've got instant squares to wipe down there and it doesn't cost you $10 for a six pack. That's what I'm calling a hack job. And it's all in my book along with a list of your most reputable plumbers in your area. Thank you. In our area. So this book has quite an appendix to it. (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, you have to anticipate that people throughout the United States are going to buy this book. So every area in the United States has got, you've got the reputable lists of of handymen. Yeah. This hack job book uh, might not be up my alley. So Uh, wait, wait, wait. The toilet paper is napkins. Napkins. Have you... Have you had to try that yet, or is it just uh, like an idea you have? I haven't really done it myself. I just it's something I thought of. Right. Oh, okay. So a lot of these hacks yeah. are more in the future things that you might do. Well, not me, but like other people might do them. Yeah, you've got that Hollywood money, so you don't need to be getting out the napkins. That's true. I actually appreciate you putting out a book for the rest of us. No. I mean, yeah. the little I like people. to think that I'm a very giving person. Yeah. You know. As I mentioned, you got another book coming out, and that's really the reason you're here. I don't know about you, Jim, but getting my kids to eat right, that's a challenge. Not easy. That's for Not sure. Not easy. All those harried parents. Is it harried or hurried? Or both? I think it's actually both. But I tell you, to get my kids to eat right, that's a challenge. Yeah. And her new book here... This is one of these things you hear about. It's called The Sneaky Chef. And it's a book about how she, you know, Jim, how they take ingredients and kind of sneak them into other foods so the kids don't really know they're eating healthy. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. And this book, I'm assuming, has got different recipes and different ideas about how to get your kids to eat healthy without letting them know they're eating healthy. Right. That's great. Because like you said, I mean, they don't like, a lot of times they don't like the kale and the, you know, the stuff that's good for them, Brussels sprouts yep. and that kind of thing, cabbage. Yep. Yeah. Vegetables. I used to just feed my, my kids a meal of kale and I realized that was going nowhere. No. And yeah. So, they, I mean, it probably got pushed back. Again, let's start out here, uh, Miranda. Give us a couple little teaser ideas about how to get our kids to eat healthy without them knowing they're eating healthy. So excited to be talking about this other book, The Sneaky Chef. Kids love cake, right? Birthdays, after school treats, you know, way to win the soccer tournament. Kids love cake. A lot of other parents try to make like stuff like flax seeds into their cake mix to create like a very high fiber dessert. Who has flax seeds in their cabinet? Mm, Not me. But what I do have is instant mashed potatoes. So take that cake mix, mix in your instant mashed potatoes. Honestly, not only does it curb the kids' desires to eat another piece of cake, but for us adults, you're going to save on some calories too because you don't want to go for a second slice. And that's what I call like a super savvy calorie saver. 
could be a hack job. Hack job in the kitchen. The, the idea is to make the dessert unpalatable so nobody wants to eat it. Like some would say that if they don't have like a sophisticated palate, you know. Yeah. Instant mashed potatoes. I'm not sure that that's, first of all, I'm not sure that's something that you would need to sneak into a meal. Also, I'm not sure about the nutritional quality of that, but, but I haven't checked the box. Here's the sneaky part about the sneaky chef. Did you know that potatoes are very high in potassium, which like helps combat things like Charlie horses? So if the kids are out in the backyard running around all day, like, yeah. you don't want them to get a Charlie horse. Or Chris, I know that you're a biker. Like We can avoid Charlie horses that way by having a little bit of potassium from our instant mashed potatoes slash cake. Charlie horses are a daily struggle in our family. People are yeah. just going down left and right. You know, people are walking from the kitchen to the living room. Boom. Ah, oh! but the problem I see with, the, well, I shouldn't be poking holes, but the, uh, if they don't eat much because they can't handle it more than a couple bites so that they don't eat much. I don't know how much potassium they're getting. Yeah. Well, that'll just show them they need to eat more broccoli at dinner. Well, there's an idea. How yeah, do you okay. Get, well, speaking of that, yeah, what do you How'd think? How do you get them to eat that broccoli? Well, wasn't that a nice segue into <laughs> my next delicious recipe Yeah. that you guys must make for the kids? Curious to hear this one. Yeah. So, as I mentioned, I'm not a mom, but I have three nieces and two nephews. And by golly, I can't get these kids to eat their vegetables for the life of them. Brussels sprouts, no go. So what I did realize is that they like to do fondue. We call it fondue in my cookbook. My recipe is to take all of your leftover Halloween candy, put them in your fondue pot, melt it all down. So you get this like rich chocolatey gooey, you know, nice dip. And then go in the back of your freezer, grab that bag of frozen broccoli that's been sitting out there for like quite a while, let it thaw, give the kids forks, and let them go to town spearing the broccoli, dipping it in the Halloween candy fondue. They're going to love this new fondue that chocolate-covered broccoli. Well, I don't doubt that they're going to love it, but I'm not sure it's that nutritious. Well, it's got broccoli in it. Yeah. Broccoli is very rich in vitamin C. And I'm sorry for being the devil's advocate here. I apologize. This is your book. We're here to promote it. Again, you're sneaking in that broccoli and they don't know it's coming. Right. They eat a pound of chocolate, a little broccoli. Everything's good. I mean, what is it? Almond Joys. Like there's almonds in there. Almonds have like good properties and stuff like that. So this reminds me a little bit of um, sometimes I'll try and trick my own myself when I go to say Culver's. And I'll get a double cheeseburger, but I feel like I'm offsetting it because there's a piece of lettuce and a piece of tom- and a tomato on there, a slice of tomato. Mm. Well, the tomato has lycopene, which is like really good for your skin. I think that you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, I don't know where your nutritional training came from here. I'm looking at some of the other things here in the book. To get a good mid-calorie drink, it says mix Coke and Diet Coke. It says if you want to save some calories, uh, trim off the edges of your Pop-Tarts. Um, oh, yeah, these are all things I think that can help a little bit. But again, there must be more focus on getting other things. 
into your kids' dishes that might help out more than some of these kind of things on the fringes here. What, uh, what is this thing here I see about um, spaghetti dinner? It, uh, my kids love spaghetti. How about yours, Jim? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, it's one of their go-tos, you know. I don't know what we're having for dinner tonight. Right away, spaghetti, hands go up. Spaghetti, spaghetti. Spaghetti and meatballs, yeah. family favorite. Right. What, what about Miranda's twist on the family favorite spaghetti and meatballs? Oh, my gosh. So who does not love spaghetti and meatballs? You guys already talked about how your kids love it. And we've all done that, right? Where we've taken that handful of spinach and mix it in the sauce and, Uh you know, just try to sneak in those like extra greens and veggies. But if you really want to get the family hooked on your spaghetti and meatballs, and they're going to eat it and they're going to be so full, they're going to snuggle up on the couch and take a nice nap afterwards. Mm -hmm. A secret ingredient is... To mix a cup of vodka with your pasta sauce, so you're making your at-home vodka sauce, I guarantee you, you can put whatever greens in there you want. They ain't going to notice. They're just going to eat it up, pour that over noodles. Oh, my God. So good. Children are going to be eating this uh, meal that you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah. when you cook alcohol, though, it, it takes away the alcoholic properties right? i mean like you could put the vodka in at the beginning i prefer to you know mix it in at the end it gives it a little zhuzh. oh see that was my mistake i thought she was cooking it down but she's just putting it in the sauce in here in wisconsin i don't know about in hollywood but our drinking age here is 18 i don't know if i'd be close no, not what's it's 21 oh, it's 21 here in wisconsin <laughs> maybe in your house <laughs> yeah, here in wisconsin our drinking age is 21 but in Hollywood, I'm not sure what it is. I'm not comfortable uh, feeding uh, vodka sauce to my children. I'm looking further down here. It says add whiskey to the hot chocolate. There's a oh. lot of different recipes you have about adding alcohol to your kids' meals. Did you pass this by the editor before it went out, or is this self-published? Amazon is so great because you can self-publish like anything. Mm. I understand that we're in hard economical times, so... In order to keep my book prices low, I might have like cut out the editor. I mean, my mom's looked at a couple things and like really recall if I had anybody like. Maybe perhaps a nutritionist. Did you have a child like a pediatrician take a look at this before it went out? A pediatrician? Why would I have anybody look at my feet? No, no, that's a podiatrist. Yeah. 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 Oh. Different. Oh. Oh. Chris, I'm guessing the answer is no. She did not have a pediatrician. Go look at the book. She thought of a podiatrist. And, and really, this is kind of a, almost like a, a tip for you because I don't want you to be sued, really, is what it comes down to. Yeah. Also, I don't want other children just drinking a cup of vodka with their spaghetti. I don't know that that's a, you know, but if it does put them to sleep, I guess maybe there's something to that, Chris. I mean, sleep is good for you, right? Children need their sleep. Yeah. Did I not tell you that, like, I'm an auntie and, like, I'm the best auntie ever? Like, my three nieces and two nephews just love hanging out with me. I, I don't doubt that up. based upon your recipes. Yeah. I'm sure that right. they're quite happy. Chocolate uh, broccoli, the booze, booze spaghetti. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you about my recipe for the gummy cookies. Whoa. They love those. All right. Well, let's hear <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm not a baker, but oh, yeah. I did go with some friends to Galena, Illinois, and 
they had this really cool store. It's called like the Herbal Garden or something like that. And uh, they were selling these awesome gummy candies. So I bought a jar and, you know, we're, right now when we're filming this or recording this, it's during the holiday season. And my friends are like, oh, do you want to participate in the, the cookie exchange? And I'm like, I'm not much of a baker. But I did buy like a roll of that Pillsbury dough sugar cookie stuff. Sure. And I put gummies on top. Those women ate those cookies. They were giggling out of their minds. Gosh, the gummies were the biggest hit. I mean, my nieces and nephews love them. I think that this is just kind of a hack job for baking. Get so some gummies. Are they gummy bears? Like, like She said they were herbal. Now, does the oh. herb, the herbs that uh. you're talking about, I know that a lot of times nowadays they have gummies that have Marijuana in them, CBD, uh, psychoactive mushrooms. Are you sure that you didn't buy some of those? Um, I mean, like herbs, like I was thinking that it was just like more greenery to like help out your diet, hence the sneaky shop. Okay, so you didn't check what herbs that was exactly. It wasn't. I mean, do you know what the Colonel Sanders secret herbs and spices are? No. That's a good point. People seem to like them, Chris. The, the kernels, it's a secret recipe, right? Yeah. A special blend of herbs and spices. I, I guess you've got your own secret recipes. You know when I put mushrooms in with my vodka sauce that it's going to be an extra great dinner. Your special mushrooms. Special, my mushrooms. special mushrooms. That so I got next door to the herbal garden. Oh, yeah. next door. Okay, I was going to say the same shop. I mean, and it's again, like the room connected to, like in the back behind a curtain. So, like, kind of next yeah. door. Yeah. Are your nieces and nephews eating a lot of Doritos after? Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. I have to, like, buy two bags of Cool Ranch when they come and, like, an extra box of Gushers. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're always like hungry with munchies and stuff. I don't know. That's what well, you know what? We, they're growing. They're growing kids. Yeah, no, I understand that's, that. Well, I don't, point. yeah, here at the Bait and Switch, uh, we don't necessarily, we expose uh, authors and, and uh, people to our audience. We don't necessarily recommend their books or their products. Uh, right. And so uh, I'll just say this, buyer beware. Right, right. This one this one seems a little bit, oh gosh, what's the word? Wrong? No. Um, <laughs> uh Problematic. Problematic is better, yes. But Problem- uh, potentially litigious. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Well, uh, read the book and draw your own conclusions. Take it with a, a grain of salt, so to speak, yeah. in our cooking terms, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's um, a cooking term you understand, right, right uh, Miranda? Right. The Himalayan sea salt, the pink stuff, yeah, you can take it with that too. Yeah, I think we got to wrap up this interview. Like, we've already had a bad experience with bath salt in the last book, so like, don't do that. Right, that right. didn't make the make the hacks book. If you yeah. can't hack it, you can hack it. What was it? <laughs> ha- hacks for you can't. If here it is, how to hack when you can't hack it. It didn't make that book. Yeah. yeah. Hack job. Hack job. Hack job. I want to thank uh, Miranda Clark. Check out that IMDb page. Very interesting. Yep. And mm-hmm. check out her book. Check them out. Don't maybe them out. follow them, but take a look at them. How to Hack When right. You Can't Hack It. Mm-hmm. That's her, her previous book. Yep. And the one now just hitting shelves, hitting virtual shelves. And this one's called The Sneaky Chef, uh, about sneaking, well, different items into your kids' meals without their knowledge. And 
hopefully without the knowledge of the authorities. Well, I want to thank you again. Yeah. Stopping by, Miranda. Have a good night out there in Hollywood. Thanks a lot, Miranda. Good night, guys. Love you. Can't wait to be on again. All right. right. Come on down and see our taco bar. Yeah. All you can eat taco bar. Check it out. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we interview a type of person we all know, the frequent Facebook poster. We have one from the right and one from the left. We ask them when they find the time to post so damn much. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.